This podcast, Czech German Perspectives, is brought to you by the Czech German Young Professional Program. To find out more and to get access to the other episodes, please visit the website cgypp.eu. Images can trigger fear, and in this respect, they also played a very important role during the corona pandemic, especially at the beginning. These uh, images of dying people were really justifying, I think, in a way, the need for a lockdown, societal rules to change. So before I start, I would like to introduce myself. I'm Johanna Wahl and I've studied cultural studies. My academic focus is on the relation between the visual and collective structures, how images condition society. This podcast deals with the social impact of images, of the visible during the pandemic, the spatial and temporal connection of the communication channels and the expansion of social space through the digital space of the internet have created forms of visibility with social implications. The German art scientist Franka Bus and the Czech journalist Petro Hoyki will show us different perspectives on the role of the visible. Franka Bus researches the role of the in images in the corona crisis. She wrote about infectious images, visual fear management in current COVID-19 reporting. Petro Hoyki will give us an insight from the journalistic context. He is a reporter of the Czech magazine Respect. What images I, or photographs I have in mind when I think back on the corona crisis. At the beginning, uh, I think the images that come to mind from the first phase of the crisis are pictures of people in hospitals who are who have ventilators and masks, breathing masks on their faces, and we cannot really see their identity. It were the images of the first victims of the virus, which circulated the media and uh, I think uh, intensified the feeling that there is a threat upon us that uh, we have to deal with as a country or and each of us individually, em emotionally and, uh, and so on. I was sent to the worst affected region in the Czech Republic, in Cheb, it's uh, on the border with Germany. This region was dubbed Czech Bergamo because like the Italian region, it had the highest number of deaths in the Czech Republic and also one of the highest ratios in the world. So I was sent there to report on how people are experiencing this, being uh, something like in a war zone, of sorts, not a war that is fought with weapons, but a war against a virus that is invisible and is spreading through the air. So I was in there and I have really some strong images in my mind from that. And also the moments our photographer captured them with his camera and we published them in my feature, which I wrote later. One of them is of people in the main square in Cheb. There is a notice board that shows the people who died recently. And normally there are, they change this notice board 
every two weeks or every week because not that many people die but during that crisis they were changing the names of the death every day because so many people were dying and there was uh, the streets of HEP were empty because people were afraid to catch the virus to become infected but there was a long queue of people you know standing socially distanced to see the notice board to read the name of the dead so that is a strong image that I think will stay with me for the rest of my life Franka Bus summarizes that there were different types of images during the COVID-19 pandemic. They are the images of sick people, images of overcrowded hospitals or stuck coffins. Then they are the images of empty streets and empty supermarket shelves that circulated in large numbers. And, of course, images of fighting the virus. Initially, the disinfection of public spaces and later images of the equally solitary and frightening syringe. There was one group of images, the so-called pictures of Bergamo. Especially the picture showing the nightly transport of corpses by military transporters turned the initially abstractly perceived and potentially underestimated danger of the virus into a concrete threat and helped to change our view of the pandemic and thus also our behavior. So I think the role of them was to really raise awareness in the society that the threat is real and that uh, really we are in danger and that there is a need for lockdown, that there is a need for uh, uh, rules that normally apply to be changed, like you know that you are not allowed to go out after dark or that you uh, need to social di socially distance yourself, that you don't have to go to work, that that pubs and restaurants and shops have to be closed. Uh, when I think of the time of the corona crisis, me and I think other people from my generation thought that this is the real first real event that we are going through uh, uh, as a society, as people something that's really testing uh, our um, resolve and also something that uh, will maybe change the society as nothing before. That was the feeling we had at the time. I'm not saying that it really happened, that it really changed much in the long run. But that was the feeling we had. So I think that the, the images that were accompanying the articles that we saw in the news must have had a very strong subconscious effect on us on and, and supporting this feeling that something extraordinary is in fact happening. So one role of the images was raising awareness for the virus. The crisis became visible. Franka Bus summarizes that images have a strong political and social impact. Crisis produce images that influence public perception and can help to build up political pressure. A very famous but sad example is the image of Alan Kurdi that emerged during the so-called refugee crisis. Even more than language, images can strengthen the sense of social and political responsibility, but they can also fuel social mistrust. We saw that in the corona crisis, especially at the beginning, 
when the pandemic coverage was primarily illustrated with Asian-looking people. And in the wake of that, the number of racist attacks increased dramatically. So after having shown the connection between the crisis and its visual representation, both now point out the responsibility of interacting with images. At the moment of the crisis, I had a feeling that there is nothing else as important as the corona crisis. Suddenly, you know, all I wanted to read about in the news was corona crisis, nothing else. I didn't want to hear about climate change for a while. I didn't want to hear about um, conflicts in Myanmar or elsewhere in the world. I, I was not interested in the other events of the world. I, the only thing that seemed to matter was uh, corona crisis. It was so pressing and it seemed like the only thing that mattered. That also means that the responsibility of reporters who create this feeling that there is this threat and that this is really the event number one was huge. And uh, certain media overstepped the limits of, of what is acceptable and what is not. In my opinion, images, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, took on a serious role in the factual spread and containment of the virus, so that visual reporting has had an important social responsibility in dealing with the crisis. Because images can transmit fear, they are important tools in the fight against the pandemic. They can make the invisible enemy visible and can demonstrate the seriousness of the situation. Simply said, what you can't see doesn't exist. Furthermore, they can turn a statistical quantity into people. In this context, psychologists speak of an identifiable victim effect and there have been many projects, for example by the New York Times, that have printed private photos of corona dead people in order to give human faces to the abstract number. On the other hand, the question of an exit from fear arises. Therein lies the difficulty of responsible reporting. A balance must be struck between the duty to inform and scaremongering, between mobilizing concern and paralyzing panic. So to speak, every crisis needs it, its images. But they only develop their effect when they are distributed by the media. And here it is not only the journalists who must be held responsible, but also we as users of social networks. Even though at the moment of the crisis I, I had a feeling that this is something that's going to change the society for good, Now I'm starting to doubt it because, you know, uh, the parliamentary elections in the Czech Republic are coming and the politicians who failed as managers during the crisis, who bear personal responsibility, political responsibility that Czech Republic was one of the countries with the highest ratio of dead people and of infected people per capita in the world, these politicians are popular again and they are going to win the elections and which shows that COVID is not a political subject anymore. It's not a political theme and uh, that people probably have a short memory or that they are not connecting the failures of politicians, that they are not connecting it with COVID or they are not connecting COVID with political responsibility. Petra Hoyki strongly doubts that the crisis, the reporting and the images of the crisis had a learning effect. We may need a different way of dealing with media coverage. Franka Bus summarizes her thoughts by saying that reporting always wants to entertain. 
Therefore, a conscious approach to media and images is needed. She describes that recipients need certain competences when dealing with images. We must always keep in mind that reporting is not only about informing, but also wants to entertain, like it is shown in the example of clickbaiting. It is important to consider that the visual reporting of the corona crisis has also repeatedly used the aesthetics of fictional disaster films. In fact, some images of the film outbreak anticipate the images from Bergamo. So it is important that we also develop a fiction competence. We are already familiar with the reflection on the media's handling of images from the terror reporting. Here, a major discussion has taken place about showing and not showing images. I had the impression that also a large amount of thought was given to crisis communication during the pandemic. For example, the war metaphors have been widely criticized. Thinking of the function of images, the interaction of images and headlines still plays a minor role. But there needs to be a public debate about the use of images in reporting in general. It became clear that images have a great political and social relevance. There is a great responsibility in dealing with images, both on the side of the media and the reporters, but also on the side of each individual in using social media and in their reception. So the skills and awareness in dealing with media and images have to increase. It is exciting to see how images develop and change over time and it will be interesting to see how reporting on the corona crisis will develop in the coming months and probably years. I would like to thank Franka Bus and Petra Hoiki for the insights and thoughts which are a great contribution to this year's Czech German Young Professional Program podcasts. Thank you very much.